You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. Hey, you guys, this is Nikki Trends from Bubble Bath Stories, and I bet you're always wondering, how are we able to come up with stories for our show? We have a little secret weapon, Flipboard.com. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. So get started now at Flipboard.com. Third time's a charm, guys. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? What's up, everyone? Uh, Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we're here, the great Manny Oso and... The greatest, uh, Nikki Trends. Wait, oh, the greatest. Okay. Well, like, yeah, obviously. okay. Come on. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I'm the best. Uh, so, it's been a crazy week. We wanted to come in, let you guys know what we've been thinking about some of the stuff that's been happening out here. Um, yeah, so Super Bowl Sunday was the least exciting thing that happened on Sunday. Yeah, and we're not... It's so little of excitement, we're not even going to touch on it. Uh, <laughs> You're, you were, it was so bad that we, we just want to erase it from our minds. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you want to ask me anything about it, I will just say that those were the most awkward performances. I bet you they would have been great if they were like at the Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> Or maybe if they didn't get so much, if Maroon 5 didn't get so much shit from everybody about performing, they he, probably would have done a better job. He looked exhausted. Because he's been fighting people in all these petitions. Yeah. Anyway, you know what? It was just, it's something for the history books that we never have to talk about again. Anyways, that's but, the worst that could have happened. And then it got worse. Right. <laughs> well, it got worse in the morning when everybody's got their alerts that 21 Savage has been arrested and detained by ICE. Then it was like, well, what else could happen? And then it was the least exciting Super Bowl in all of history. You know, this is crazy because he's uh, becoming the face of an actual issue that's been happening for the last uh, decade, really, for longer. Um, so 21 Savage, he was born in... UK. In the UK. And yeah, in the UK, so he, what, he's applied originally for a visa and it expired? No, so what happened was that he was on a visa. So he got here, I think, when he was like seven or something like that, and he had a visa. But what happened was that it expired. And he just stayed here past the expiration of his visa. Yeah. <laughs> but you brought up some really good points when we were talking about this, is that he's a musician. So if he travels, so wouldn't he... Can he just get some kind of work visa from his record company or something? But check this out. So they were doing... Basically, everyone feels that 21 Savage is now living, performing a life of lies. (laughs) Here is this rapper everybody thought was from Atlanta. Turns out he's really from the UK. And he had... So he did this interview um, with a magazine and he... They were um, talking about how some of his stories weren't consistent with each other. Okay. A bunch of different um, different articles. So you were talking about he's a musician, he travels all over the world. Like, I don't Like, how is this even possible? Well, it turns out that he had actually just been avoiding airplanes 
So everybody oh, speculated wow. that he was, uh, that was so that he wouldn't show ID and stuff like that. So basically what he chalked it up to was that he's afraid of flying and he has these fears of crashing and being hijacked. But then in the 2018 interview, he tells, um, I think it was Seth Rogen. He mm-hmm. had did an interview with Seth Rogen and he's talking about how he's like, um, acquiring his pilot license. Yeah. He's got 10 hours of private flying. So you're like, wait a minute. You deadass just say you don't fly or anything because you are afraid of flying. You have all these fears about it. But then you're going to, what is it, like the next year? Flight simulations. Yeah. Okay. So in that same interview, too, uh, that Seth Rogen actually reported that he was claiming to be from Atlanta. Which, you know, after the ICE spokesperson came out and specifically told everybody that his whole public persona is a false... He actually came from uh, this place called uh, New Ham, London, as a teen. And like you said, he oversees his visa. Um, but it seems that what the ICE people were reporting was fake news. Yeah. Because he wasn't a teenager when he came here. He just over... He was young. He was, he was a kid. And he overstayed his visa. But it wasn't like... It's not what they're making it seem. Well, so they reported things before the actual facts came, right, came exactly. out. Right, um, exactly. Yes, he did overstay his visa, the visa that he had going on, but they didn't have enough facts to go throwing his business out like that. Really, it's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy that they go and throw somebody's business out like that in the first place, you know? Well, they think it's just retaliation because he did a song with J. Cole and in a verse. He's talking about uh, Border Patrol and ICE and all that. So they think it could have been that. But, um, Where's the professionalism? <laughs> so now that he's out, he is applying for a U visa that he's been that's been pending for four years. Jay Z and Rock um, Rock Nation have hired a team of lawyers to help get all of this situated. Um, but they're saying that he has a really good chance of it. Are we going being, through? Yeah, they're going through, and him being able to become a citizen. I mean, this is the place he knows. He has three kids here. All his siblings are um, citizens or residents. His mom is a resident. And it's because he has kids that... He has, what, three kids here? Three kids here, yeah. That's going to help him out a lot. Yeah. Um, That's great for him. It shines a light on the situation happening, though, with the kids like the Dreamers, for example, the kids that are um, involved in the DACA situation. Um, I was looking up a little bit just because... I feel like I had to get a little more knowledge on it, you know, and seeing what the difference is and the fact that, like, one of it doesn't really exist. It's just an idea. Dreamers in in general. Um, It's crazy the stuff that you have to qualify to do for one and not for the other. So the kids that are qualifying for DACA that did qualify back when it was going on... um, they had to sign up for the uh, selective service. I thought it was crazy because they didn't. They didn't only for the males had to. What about the females? I don't know, but I don't think any females complain. <laughs> I'm sure they did it. I mean, so I, the Dreamer Act that they tried to put through, um, it actually had a stipulation for school. So one is, so it was a kind of like a pathway to go into school and college and higher education. And with that one, you couldn't apply for federal grants, but you could apply for student loans. I thought it was kind of crazy, you know? 
I think that this is going to shine a light, but it's we're still very far from it. I don't think this is a select, you know, somebody as big as 21 Savage, uh, this happening to him, I don't think is going to be that big Do you think- of a deal, to be quite honest. He's rich. He has people like Jay-Z and Rock Nation hiring the best lawyers. Like, it, the situation... And he's from the UK. Not like he's from some war-torn country or from a country that's riddled with violence. Do you think if he gets a clear and gets a stay, he should and maybe has a responsibility to be part of the movement for other people? Absolutely. Yeah? 100% absolutely. You unwittedly are now the face of immigrants. And a lot of those kids are probably fans of his. Yeah. So, yeah, he does have a responsibility to that. Let's see what happens with him. Let's definitely see what happens with him in the future. I mean, I really don't know what this is going to do for his music career, too. Because here's the thing. (laughs) Um, Anyone who's a hater of his, definitely going to be taking shots. Yeah. I understand him repping Atlanta because he's been there since young. So, you know, I get that. But it's also like you were never fully upfront about it. I'm not a big fan of 21 Savage because I don't know enough of his music to be a fan or even to say that I don't like him. So I don't really have an opinion on him as far as music. I do think that this is something that could give him a platform to go towards something. Because I do know that the guy has this foundation um, that where he helps out underprivileged kids uh, where they they try to learn about applying for like um uh check account checking accounts right yeah uh, budgeting their but like budgets and stuff like that actual like financial information that kids in underprivileged areas can learn about and so what i think that this would definitely give them a platform to jump up on that and to really expand on the youth which let's let's face it the kids that are listening to the music that we don't understand right now, in a couple of years, they're going to be the voters. Yeah. And that's going to be really important. Well, well, I guess, like you said, we'll see what happens. Somebody who might be messing up their career right now, though. <laughs> when we decided to do a podcast, we were so amped. Then we started doing some research. And boy, were we overwhelmed. A million different host websites... Which mic? When the hell would I have time to learn an editing software? Then, boom, we found Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And best of all, it is free. We literally use everything the site has to offer, from intro music to distribution to even making money from sponsorships. So, don't get discouraged. Go to anchor.fm slash start and start that podcast you always wanted to. Envelope, please. <laughs> the winner is... Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah, there we go. Okay. I tried to say like an Irish guy. Did I sound Irish? No, no I don't even know what... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Liam Neeson did a recent interview. With the Independent. Um, He was recorded actually saying that... If you haven't heard the interview, we'll make sure to put a link up uh, through our Facebook so that way you guys can hear it. It's kind of, uh, when you hear the interview itself, the what he says about trying to hunt down a black person yes, to try to recuperate for his friend being raped, 
it sounds very heartfelt, like he's it was really in him. And now he's trying to apologize for it. What do you think about that, Nicole? Uh, you know, I've watched it a few times. And I gotta say. What did you hear? His words or the, did you hear the interview where he apologized? I heard the actual audio from the interview okay. where he tells the story. Okay. And it genuinely sounded like somebody who at that moment had these crazy thoughts but eventually like snapped out of it and fixed not fixed himself but snapped himself out of it for him to understand that was that I shouldn't think like this. I shouldn't be out here doing this. Like this is not healthy. This is he only said after a few nights. Yeah, he's like, you know, um it's a, a vicious endless cycle and he he snapped in, he had an epiphany and he snapped himself out of his you know being in his feelings. I mean, the words are very, you can't, like, the words were said, and it doesn't matter how he said it, it's already out there, but I can understand him getting caught up in that moment, you know, his friend just got raped, you know, being by a black man, and he's filled with his rage, okay, cool, but he snapped himself out of it, it's not like he... Spends his whole life hating all black people for this one black guy who did something wrong. It was not right what he said, but I can appreciate that he snapped out of it before he took a measure that he couldn't take back. Uh, there have been some celebrities that have been getting on him. Uh, Charlemagne, the guy, actually put him on Donkey of the Day, oh. um, telling him uh, whether or not you snapped out of it. Uh, you shouldn't have thought that in the first place because you're thinking about uh, one black person doing one thing, and you're thinking that means it's all of them do it. And even in that moment, and I didn't get that. Michelle Rodriguez comes out yesterday saying that, specifically saying, "Have you seen Widows?" His tongue is all the way down <laughs> Octavia Spencer's mouth. There is no way he's racist. Viola Davis. Viola Davis, I'm sorry. Uh, Viola Davis's mouth. Uh, there's no way that he's a racist. So her, her whole thing is that if you're a racist, you would not be anywhere around that same color of the person. Right. And you wouldn't, do, you wouldn't even do a role like that. And so that he was so good around them that it wasn't, you know, so to her, it's not. So she's saying that she's coming up for him. See, when I thought about that, though, is that... He's an actor. The No, it's not that. Is that a lot of racist is racist towards the male, not towards the female. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, So yeah. my question is, how was he around the other black people on the set, the males, not towards his female co-star? Mm. You know, yeah, that's, that's what my question would have been. You know, Michelle Rodriguez, tell us how he was around everybody else. You know? I also find it fascinating that he brought up this story himself to the journalist. It wasn't like the speculation. It wasn't a rumor. It wasn't like three people on set did a story or, you know, he was just talking and the recorder wasn't on. And it wasn't actually a little bit of context. The uh, They did interview the actual reporter. And what happened was. They were talking about how actors, he was with his co-star being interviewed. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how actors get in the role and get in the moment and get in the scene. And she asked them if they had been in a situation where they could feel this type of rage, which their characters were feeling. 
And so before he told the story, he even told her, well, I don't know if you can use this or not. Blah, 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 blah. Be careful if you use that, though. On with the interview. I'm, but That's the context. He was trying to tell her, this is the moment, this is where I, I mean, channeled yeah. it. I channeled it from this part of my life. Now, to be honest, I would give him a pass because... He brought it himself. He brought it up himself and he's owning up to it. Right. And he's apologizing. And obviously you can tell he's not like that. It's sincere. Like all these other people who've ever apologized. Now any kind of backlash that happens though, I will say because you opened the, the, because you took Genie out of the bottle, you're going to have to take whatever comes from it too. No, that's, you're absolutely correct So if you lose your career, that's, hey, good for you for standing up. But like. What about all these other fucking actors? Like, Mel Gibson was a whole anti-Semite. Yo, oh like, my God. Like, a whole walkie-talkie on audio, just with all kind of crazy slurs. It's going to have to be what we feel when we see these actors in their roles that actually see if we forgive them or not. You know, Mel Gibson has done enough for us to forgive him because he still has a career. He still does something. Even if you don't like who he is, you're still going to see things. But just because... But that happened so long ago, and it was a different He's still time. part of the you Director's think... Guild of America. He hasn't lost anything. But what I'm saying is, that happened a long time ago. Obviously, everyone's a lot more sensitive now. Yeah. Do you think if that Mel Gibson incident happened, that he would, like... I just... I don't think it'd be the same. Yeah, now if he would have been pulled over and called the cop a Jew and talked about him, yeah. He would have been done. Now, yeah. But let's see what happens with Liam Neeson, because let me tell you, I do like Taken. I don't know about Taken 3. (laughs) It was like, how'd you get Taken again? How'd you get Taken again? Your daughter keeps getting Taken. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was Taken on a train, Taken on a plane. (laughs) Taken the series. (laughs) It's an actual series. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, well, this was fun. Let's do this again sometime. Definitely. Maybe next week. Oh, yes. We have a special episode next week, you guys. It's for the lovers. Anyway, you guys want to keep talking to us because we love talking. You guys can hit us up at Bubble Bath Stories on both Instagram and Facebook. Get me at Got No Time For Dis, number four, D-I-S-S. Dis. And you guys can find me on Instagram at Nikki Trends. And be sure to comment, like, subscribe, follow, and all share. those things. And share. And share. Because sharing is caring. Anyway, guys, we'll see you next week. Have a beautiful weekend. And yeah, bye. Bye.